Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies 21 plus that's via hemp.com and use the code tsfs at checkout support the show tell them i sent you and enhance your everyday life with via hemp summer is almost here don't you want to go to the beach with thicker gorgeous beautiful locks and everyone goes hey i love your hair and you go neutrophil baby You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Welcome to the Sarah Fraser Show. Frasiacs, got a great interview.
interview in store for you. I know so many of you are huge Bravo fans like myself and huge Real Housewives of Potomac fans. So Wendy Osefo, who I love, Dr. Wendy with her four PhDs, is on the podcast today and it's juicy. So Ashley Darby, we know, just had her baby, did Wendy, has Wendy talked to her? Did she reach out to her? And then Wendy clears up some big allegations. Recently, as early as January 2021, Wendy has been accused of stealing a charity's email list. So I asked her about that. And then there's also some debate about Wendy apparently lying about how she got on the show. And was she actually friends with Candace and Karen prior to being cast. So she gets into all that. Also, you know, season six of Real Housewives of Potomac is uh, filming. So what can she reveal? We talk about that. We also talk about like, is Juan Dixon going to have a bachelor party? Are all the fellas going? The other big thing she addresses too is there's also been these hit pieces about her that she's $1.5 million in debt with student loans. And her answer is going to surprise you. I This one was uh, like partially true. So I, I you're going to be into all that. I want to thank one of our sponsors. Of course, the best way to support this show, to support me and everybody that works on this show, is to frequent our sponsors and make ship happen. ShipStation is one of our newest sponsors who we love. Of course, through the pandemic, so many of us have started our own online businesses and more people than ever before are shopping online. That's why online sellers, just like yourself, need to turn to ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all of your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. Import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, and so much more. You'll never get access. You'll even, sorry, you'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every single time. Ship more in less time. Just use my offer, TSFS, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in TSFS. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code TSFS and make ship happen. Okay, Wendy is here. First time ever on The Sarah Fraser Show, and I am so excited. I mean, you were one of the runaway cast members. Who every well, of course, you know, of course, you're going to get hate, you know, but everyone loved from Real Housewives of Potomac season five, Dr. Wendy. Yay! <laughs> I'm so happy to be here finally. Finally, you are a busy woman. Aww. Um, you know, I, I hear all the rumors season six has started filming around DC, so I hear. <laughs> saying a damn word. Um, okay. So Wendy, we got to catch up because you joined Potomac, arguably the best season that a housewife show has had in years. Okay. So now reflecting on the reunion, which I want to ask you about that, cause that was insane. How do you, how are you feeling about being a housewife? You're still okay with it? <laughs> Oh my goodness. What did I get myself into? All right. So how am I feeling? I'm feeling like I've gotten a little bit of my footing. You know what I mean? Like when you do something, you're like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm absolutely 
be beyond myself. I don't know what I'm doing. This housewife thing, you don't master it because it's always something new. And I came in saying to myself, Potomac, these women are tranquil. These women, you know, I, I that was my thought. And I really didn't watch this particular franchise. This is my mom's franchise. Like my mom loves Potomac. So she's like my like cheat sheet to everything that's happened. But you know, from what I hear, you know, it's amazing tranquil women of substance and then i come in and it's like bar fights winery <laughs> fights threesomes cheating on the husbands it's like i'm like what is happening i think there's a line in the trailer for season five and it was giselle saying potomac's five years can't stop won't stop that is like if we had a motto it would be that potomac can't stop won't stop like it just happens. It's just a, a train wreck. <laughs> when you were filming season five, did you and your husband, Eddie, I mean, did you think it was going to come out as dramatic as it did? Did, you know, because you you did kind of say like you, you thought, all right, I'll come on this show. You know, everybody's sort of classy a little bit, you know, but obviously it, it took a left turn. So it was, what was Eddie's thought? Was he like, oh my God, what, what did we do or not until you really saw the season? It's so funny because when it happened, when everything, you know, transpired, like, you know, little tidbits would happen, I would sit back and I'm like, wow, that's a lot. You know, there's a lot going on. It wasn't until I watched the season and how everything unfolded that we both took it in and we're like, whoa, what, what? This is a lot. Like watching it as a story, it's really a lot because I see it in piecemeal. I don't know what's going to make the cutting room floor. I don't know what people are going to see. I don't know what sound bites people are going to hear. But just watching it with everyone else is an experience. And that's what I learned. That's my big takeaway. Yeah. Filming the show, it's one roller coaster. Watching the show, it's another roller coaster because we don't know what you guys are going to see. We literally find out maybe two, three days before you guys watch it. So we are watching it with popcorn and wine, like the same way you guys are like, what is what's going to happen? So. Yeah, I know. And I've heard that over the years, the housewives say, you know, you never know what they're going to who they're going to portray you as, you know, mm -hmm. are you the villain that season? Are you not the villain? You know, so it's it's I'm sure a roller coaster, like you said, I, I loved that picture that my producer just brought up. That was when you guys were on the girls trip and T'Challa, the bird came at you. That was <laughs> that was like one of my favorites. Did you feel like swatting that damn bird? I, I give Monique a hard time about that thing. It's so it's a mess. Thank you for laughing at my pain. <laughs> I am forever traumatized by the bird. Like I, as you can see, I talk with my hands. And so um, I'm sitting sitting directly across from the bird and I'm here talking to the ladies. I'm all doing with the Wendyisms of all of this. And the bird in his head thinks I'm saying, T'Challa, come, come T'Challa. And he attacks me. And in that moment, my soul left my body. Like I literally, like I was in the chair, but my soul was like down the driveway, like halfway back to my house. It was insane. I thought you handled it well. Cause I honestly would have, I think I would have punched that thing out of the air. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I give, Monique is like a menagerie of animals. And I think when she was on the podcast, she was saying, oh, I think the next thing she wants is one of those little McCoy uh, monkeys or whatever. I'm like, no one is going to come to your house. Like, 
<laughs> These animals are crazy. Um, speaking of Monique, okay, tell me, the reunion was one of the best reunions we've seen in forever. When you were at the reunion, because there's been a lot of discussion since then, where Monique says, you know, she really wasn't given her time. What was? What did you think? Did you know that she was going to pull out the binder? Or were you sitting there like, oh my God. I, I I didn't know we were bringing props. So I was like, oh, this is interesting. But everyone was given the time. Even Andy said, we filmed that thing for 12 hours. There is so, everyone, like, I mean, when I say it was like cathartic, everyone, whatever they had to say from the season, even from seasons past, everyone literally said it. They left it all on the floor. So to me, I, I was exhausted. I was drained. Everyone had stuff to say. And uh, yeah, they did. And she like printed, I mean, did you think that was too much, the binder? Or did you think like good for her, she should defend herself? I mean, if she wants to. <laughs> That's just not to each his own, right? Like my background, my style, you know, I'm a commentator. So I have everything committed to memory. Like I have it all in my, my dome. So I don't need, you know, I'll be walking around with Encyclopedia Britannica's and <laughs> all of my segments, but it's like, I remember, I commit everything to memory and I have a photographic memory. Like I could tell you what you said, how you said it, what you were wearing, who was beside you. And um, that gets a lot of people caught up and you guys will see that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd actually be really scared about that. Because I say all kinds of shit, and then I'm like, oh, you really did I? Oh. I'm like, nope, this is what you said, and this is how you said it, and so-so is beside you, and they're like, oh, gosh, you remember that. How did you feel about Monique leaving the show? I was really bummed because I, you know, I think each one of you, what made this season so great, first of all, I love your degrees. I think the show, <laughs> these this franchise needs smart women because what I liked when it started is you had very ambitious women, Bethany Frankel, Vicki Gumbelson, they, they were starting their businesses. Vicky's was already successful, but kind of growing. And I think in, as the years went on, we kind of got away from that. So I mm. love that you came with, you know, a whole bunch of credibility. Um, mm. And I wanted Monique to come back because I, I wanted there to be some resolution, I guess, in a way. Mm. Were you sad to see her go or do you think it was the right decision? I wish her the best. Yeah. I wish her the best. <laughs> okay, I guess you haven't spoken to Monique, huh? Have you, are you any... <laughs> Did you, I guess you guys kind of ended it off, right? So you, you're, you weren't really on the same page. I, from my understanding, just the history of housewives, I believe that's what the reunions are for. The reunions are for resolution. Like we have filmed it. You have seen it. You've seen what was said about you in the confessional. You have maybe heard outside things. You come to the reunion to hash it out and you guys decide where you're going to go moving forth. And you sort of see that with myself and Karen, right? Like we had a rough year. We hashed it out. We talked about it. We said, okay, we're going to give each other grace so to speak and we're going to work on our relationship moving forward so that is what that's that is for so if someone leaves the reunion without resolution then it's sort of like you know after 12 hours if 12 hours doesn't give you resolution i don't you know i don't know what will you kind of so, feel like it's on them yeah yeah i wish you the best how are you and karen doing because that was obviously a source of of tension and and many moments are you guys better now how's that going I think we're still where we were at the reunion in the sense of giving each other, 
you know, an opportunity to get to know each other better. If that makes sense, right? Like it's not what it was in the beginning of season five where we were sort of like contentious. It's it's more so neutralized now. Okay, good. So we're, I, all right, I'm curious to see how your relationship is going to unfold this season. Um, all right, some uh, other things that have popped in the news lately for you. I, I, there's been question about like you lying about how you got on the show, which is crazy to me because I watched an old interview you did, I think with Entertainment Tonight, where you openly said, Miss Susan, your mom, watched the show. You didn't really watch the show beforehand. But now you're being accused of like lying about your relationship with Candace and and uh, Karen. What are your thoughts on that? I just want to take a quick break and thank one of our sponsors. You know, we love working with the Ballston Bid and the Ballston Quarter. If you haven't been there, it's right there in Arlington, Virginia. It's all redone and it has over 80 restaurants. It has this amazing food court space with delicious finds like Timber Pizza. You can also check out my friends at Jubilee Ice Cream at Copa, which is an awesome sports bar restaurant. They have amazing margaritas. I got the virgin edition because y'all know I'm pregnant. Anyway, Ballston is where it's happening. They are open for business. Their gyms are open. They're taking all the safety precautions and you need to stop in and make a date night or afternoon of it. What are you waiting for? Head into the Ballston bid today. If you want to see before you go what they have on their website, you can visit ballstonva.org. Maybe you're thinking about a move. I lived in Arlington for years and I miss it and I love it so much. Don't get me wrong. I love the burbs. It's a little quieter. Because the 7-Eleven across the street from me was always getting like, you know, uh, someone was holding them up at gunpoint for $70, you know, every couple weeks or whatever. (laughs) So, you know, I don't miss all that commotion. But anyhow, I do miss Ballston. Ballston is awesome. There's so many great places. My friends at South Block have a delicious spot. So a dry bar where you can go in and get your hair done. That sounds perfect too. Everyone's social distance and open for business. Again, search what they've got going on at Ballston Quarter because they have uh, weekly events, lots of free items they're giving out at BolstonVA.org. I think it's so interesting like being in this world because this is an aspect of being in the public eye that doesn't come with the political commentator piece. Like people talk about you, but they talk about you because of your politics. So one, that is not true. Those allegations are not true. And what I love to do is I always have receipts. So it's actually funny because, you know, my relationship with the women is not necessarily what got me on the show. Um, I had met with people from, you know, the show prior to. So that's that's the real tea. That's the funny part. And so they wanted me on the show. And it just so happened that when I met Candace, I completely organically at an event, we were talking, we clicked. And how we met was because my husband, Eddie, being the Prince Charming he is, he gave up his chair for Candace's mom. And that's how Candace and I met. And then when Candace's mom introduced me to Candace, that's actually how we connected. She was talking to myself and Eddie and she's like, Oh, here's my daughter, Candace. I was talking to Candace and I was like, by the way, executives from the show, dot, 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 dot. So me being on the show is, it's, it's the most interesting thing. I didn't have to say I have relationships to be on the show. They wanted me on the show. Okay. I know it's funny how that news story, like just recently popped up. Well, and then you're accused of stealing a, um, basically like an email list at a, a charity function. That, oh my God. And that's also been in the news. What do you say to that? So this is so interesting because it's like people hear one thing, but they forget the things they heard in the past. 
I don't know where that came from, but what I do know is myself and Karen and Candace, we sat on the board. Even if you look at old tweets where Karen and I were going back and forth, I only attended the like two board meetings and they were virtual. There is no email list to steal. <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing happened. Like the story doesn't even make sense. Like in one of Karen's Twitter rants where she's like going at me, like in the beginning of the season, she's like, Wendy and I never met. Our meetings were virtual. These, so how did I get an email list for a board meeting where I was in the, you know, exploratory phase of if I was going to, you know, be a part of this board and I only attended two meetings. It was very strange, the article. I guess it was Felicia's foundation, which I don't know. What did they do? Are they? I don't know. I was only there for two meetings. And one of the meetings I was driving on 95 and I just, I don't know. I didn't even pay. You're like, oh, oh, by the way, could you send me all the email donors? Right. Like, think of it. Like, how does that make sense? Like, so you're only on two virtual meetings. And then how did you magically get the email? Like, of what? Like, the meat, and this is so funny about it. This is if we even take a step further because, you know, put my thinking hat on. Well, here. yes, and you have that photographic memory. So, dear Lord, you remember Hello. all the details. The board was just information. Like, it was like the first meeting. It wasn't a pre-established board. Does that even, are you yeah. following? Yes, there's it, no board. It's, it's like the first meeting was, hi, everyone. I think all of you guys are amazing women. And I would like you to be a part. That was the first meeting. I would like you to be a part of my board. The second meeting was, I think we should have a uh, an event. Something, something, something. There was no like articles, there was no document, nothing. So what list are we talking about? This is not, and I say that because I sit on boards, okay? Check my resume. I sit on big time boards. Usually when you sit on boards, later on, if you guys are doing something, you know, you guys have Giving Tuesday, you may have some people who are part of the financial committee. So not everyone gets a list. The financial committee may say, okay, these are people we want to reach out our donors for Giving Tuesday. This board just freaking started. There was no list. Sorry. No, I just find it funny. I, well, I, do too, I do too, because it's like a recent story that just like is like getting headlines here in January of 2021. And I was like, this is kind of an odd, you know, pickup. Do you feel, because you've been very, you and Eddie have been very open about obviously your in-laws and your situation there. Do you feel like it could be coming from them? <laughs> Me and Eddie, we laugh at these things in our home because they're saying a source, right? Like, okay, no. And then Eddie, he has a contentious relationship with his family, meaning like, you know, they didn't come to the wedding, but his mom, I mean, his brother just called him the other day. So he talked to his brother and was like, who did this? And his brother's like, I don't know who the heck wrote that. So who's the source? It says a family member. None of the family wrote it. So like you guys, if you're going to write something, at least let it be believable to the people I care about. Because our circle who knows us, they laugh at all of this stuff because they're like, this doesn't make any sense. And also, Sarah, okay, here goes my last piece. Here we go. Keep going. Yes. This same source is the source that says 
that uh, I, I I have student loans, which I do. I mean, I have four degrees. Hello. Yes, they've said that you're one point five million dollars in debt for for college and PhD. And loans. that's so funny because it's like, no, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. But guess what? I did take out student loans, and I'm proud of it because I, like Barack Obama and many Americans, took out student loans because we wanted to get an education. So if you tell someone they shouldn't take out student loans, you're basically telling people who don't come from means you don't deserve an education. That's what they're saying. No, I deserve an education. I I don't have to be the daughter of a millionaire to go to school. I can go to school because we have student loans. But what I was saying earlier about that is that same source that said the thing about the family also said the thing about the loans. Well, pick pick one. If Eddie's not talking to his family and he hasn't talked to them, Eddie and I have been married for 10 years and then come to a wedding, then how do they know how much I owe in loans? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, so that source can't be credible because if the source is a family member, then how do they know that personal information if they don't talk to him? And so you basically, <laughs> yeah, great question, right? I mean, I know that that's like the but downside. This hasn't bothered me. If anything, it's made, it's made me more likable. <laughs> so thank you. Well, yeah. People, so have emailed me like oh my god i have student loan that too i'm like yes sis let's let's figure it out like okay we, thank you <laughs> i was gonna say what's more relatable than student loan debt i mean it took me i i've been open about it, it took me 15 years to pay off 80 grand in student loan debts just to go to undergrad college Hello, so, and times that by four okay so is it anywhere near 1.5 million what you owe or no that's completely no, inaccurate. I, don't, I don't i don't think it's near 1.5 million i don't think so no is it more like four hundred thousand? <laughs> mm, I don't know, but I, I mean it's up there. Like I'm, I'm waiting for Biden to to cancel student loan debt. <laughs> when are we gonna get that? Yes, please. Please. So I, I assume from this then that you guys have not made a connection with Eddie's family since the wrap of season five. It's it's not necessarily a connection, but like because like I said, his brother, you know, called him recently, right? Yes. Um, and his dad actually called him recently. It's not, it's not that. I think it's more so having a deep bond that you want with your family, you know? Definitely. Like we, we, I want them to be close. You know, I want that for him. I want that for my kids. Um, and I think that it's, it will be a nice thing. But I think what was also lost in the story is Eddie's parents did not attend the wedding and his siblings didn't attend. But Eddie's grandmother, his mom's mom, was at the wedding. That's who his first dance was with. Mm -hmm. Eddie's aunt, his mom's sister, was at the wedding. Eddie's uncles were there. Eddie's cousins were there. So it's not like this whole family has left him. It's more so like his mom and dad and then his siblings. But he still talks to his grandmother every day. We've had Thanksgiving with his grandmother, with his side of the family, with his aunt, with his uncles, with his cousins. So he's not alone. He'll never be alone. And so it's interesting because after that episode, one of his aunts called me. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of 
are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani Show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani Podcast. Enjoy. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for her, conception for him, and the conception bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her, conception for him, and the conception bundle with the promo code FRASER20. That's F R A S E R, the numbers 20. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to Hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. 
and was like, Wendy, I don't want anyone to think that Eddie is alone. I'm like, auntie, I know, because that's just how it came off. Right. They were all at the sip and see. Some of the people you guys saw when we had the event for my daughter was Eddie's family. It just wasn't his mom and his siblings. That's a great clarification because the way it is portrayed is like Ed, there's no one from Eddie's family. Right. Yeah. No, no. Some of his aunt was there. Um, his grandmother is so sweet. I talk to her often. You know, um, the, I, we have a picture in the house framed of him dancing with her for his first dance, the mother, you know, mother son dance. Um, so it was beautiful. So they're there. It's just that that segment. You know, they're working on repairing that. Are you holding out any hope? And maybe we'll see it this season in season six coming up. But is there any chance that maybe Eddie could reunite with his parents? Do you feel like we'll see that? that. I would love that for him. I would love that for him. I would I would love that for him. Um, What I'm learning as a wife is you support your partner as much as you can. You give them sage advice as much as you can. But in the same token, you want them to be comfortable in their decisions and you want them to write their own story as well. Yeah. So I want that for him. I think, you know, as a mom myself, of mm-hmm. course, I will want that for him. Um, but he has to, you know, they both parties have to make it right. Spring is right around the corner and it's time for you to think about advertising your business. You need affordable advertising that actually has an impact. And that's why you should be working with podcasts and specifically the Sarah Fraser show. I work with businesses nationwide because we have a nationwide listenership, but also DC centric. I worked in the DC area, probably all of you know, and still do with Fox 5 DC, but for many years with iHeartRadio on the syndicated Kane show and DC's 107.3. So if you your business, no matter what your field is, we are mostly female listeners. So if you are looking to attract women between the ages of 30 and 45, well, I got your show. Uh, this is it. You can email the Sarah Fraser show at gmail.com. Our reasonable rates start as low as $350. And you're going to be reaching thousands of people between my social media following and thousands of people that listen to this podcast every single week. What are you waiting for? Have you ever advertised with podcasting? Well, it's most effective and more people are turning to podcast ads than they are television and radio because of the personal connection. So start working with us here at the Sarah Fraser show. We love businesses, jewelry, whether you have a bakery, some of the biggest um, ROI we've seen is with skincare products, with banking, with insurance. And of course, um, our audience seems to love paleo, keto, anything um, gluten-free. So if you have a bakery distribution company, this may be for you. The Sarah Fraser Show at gmail.com to find out more about our great rates. Oh, I hope they do that. I mean, you know, because like you, life is short, you know, and thankfully he's in touch with his brother. But, you know, you just never know. And it would be awful to go, you know, years and something happen and not have had them, you know, converse. But I know there's a lot of blood. It's a very complicated or complicated story, it seems like, because of your Nigerian heritage and uh, like Eddie's family. I've read it feels like your family's cursed. I mean, it's a, it's very deep. Yeah, that's not true though. <laughs> yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true um, because you know Nigerian culture, we have deep roots, and as you guys saw, we had the sip and see. If what, if what, I don't want to say what they were alleging because I don't think that they alleged that. I just, I maybe was you know again these blogs. I don't know, um, but you know we wouldn't be able to have a sip and see. You know, we saw the customs and the Nigerian people there. Right. If we're cursed, then over 
you know, 300 people wouldn't have been in that wedding. Like that's not how it works in our culture. Our culture cur being cursed, so to speak, if that was true, even though that's a ancient archaic thing that happened in Nigeria, like hundreds of years ago. Sure. If that were to be applicable now, then you are looked at as like almost like a leper, like people stay away from you. So the sympathy wouldn't have happened. The wedding, we wouldn't have had attendees at the wedding. His grandmother, aunts wouldn't have been around, you know, and if, um, any education of this during season five, I talked about how Eddie and my Eddie's mom and my mom used to be friends. If you were mm -hmm. cursed, they would have never been friends. It's not like, oh, we were friends. We stopped being friends. No, you're seen as a leper. You would never been friends. So those things aren't true, but we, we chuckle at them though, <laughs> because as Nigerians, we read it. We're like, oh yeah, this doesn't make any you sense. <laughs> You certainly have stepped into the role and, you know, you seem to be taking it with a grain of salt. What have some of the positives been? I mean, certainly you were historic. I mean, you're the first housewife ever to have a PhD, which is awesome. You're the first Nigerian American housewife to ever be on. Um, so what's that been like? I'm assuming you probably got just some amazing messages from people that are, are so thrilled to see you representing. Oh, yay. And and that's the beauty of it is that the positives like that outweigh any of, you know, the articles that that you read. And one thing I've learned in this whole process is if you decide to come on the show, when you come on the show, you have to know who you are because you will have millions of people telling you who you are. So you have to be confident in yourself and who you are and know who you are. Um, and it has been beautiful for me outside of those things because they don't matter to me. Like people reaching out and saying, thank you for showing women pumping or a working mom yeah. breast, you know, breast pumping while you were in Portugal. And I carried God knows how many ounces of milk from Portugal back to the United States, just for my daughter. I froze it. I got two double bags and I was going through customs with frozen breast milk. Um, I've gotten positive remarks from people just being people who are with us so it's such an amazing ride and i would not like if i could do it all over again i would a million times that yeah, it's it's really, I mean, you really have been an example. And, you know, I, for people who don't live in the D.C. area, I'm curious what your experience has been. It's a funny town because, you know, people don't really want the public eye attention. It's a very political town. Has it impacted, are you still, I guess this is a two question, if you're still teaching, has it impacted that at all? Because, you know, it's a... It's a funny, it's not like LA where you could like be a professor, have a PhD, be on a reality show. It's, it's kind of a clicky town here. So <laughs> any, has it, has it impacted your commentary career and teaching career being on the show? No. And that's so interesting Good. to me because what I have found out is everyone watches Bravo. So if anything, I will have students who will email me and be like, hey, Dr. Osefo, I'm looking at page five of the syllabus. I had a question. By the way, on Sunday, Ashley said, and Giselle said, I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to page five of the syllabus? <laughs> we were talking about that. <laughs> or I will have friends who are commentators. And before we go on and we do our segment, they will say, Oh man, this last episode was bananas. What's coming up next? <laughs> Everyone. So it has been great. I still teach. I'm still at Hopkins. I'm still teaching. And uh, just what last Friday, I did a segment um, and I've been doing them since. I got to co cover the inauguration. I did special coverage for the inauguration for Fox Soul. So 
if anything is ramped up, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking and rolling here. Okay, I, I think that's awesome because, I mean, certainly when they did The Real Housewives of D.C., uh, the first time, the first one, I think the women were so afraid, uh, you know, in this town about retribution or no jobs because it's it's kind of, it's you guys have been the first reality show. Every time I interview anyone from Potomac, I always say this, you're the first reality show to ever succeed here because mm-hmm. it's just a funny town, you know, like in that regard. So I'm so glad to hear that. I think t- things are changing. I hope so. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I have not experienced that. It has been a good mix. But I also think it's because for me, my reputation speaks for itself. You know, at the end of the day, we all have social lives, whether you're the president of the United States, whether you are a senator, like we all have social lives. So what I am depicting on TV is not someone else. It's simply my social life. But I also got to depict my work-life balance. You guys saw me do segments on MSNBC. You guys saw me do the voting special where I brought women together about the importance of voting. And we did the wine with Wendy and we talked about that. So I, I have... I have been very intentional on not separating the two. I never want people to think, oh, Wendy is, you know, two different people. No, I'm one person. I just have multiple layers. Well, it's awesome. And it's so clear, you know who you are, because I love that you'll speak up. You know, you'll go on Fox News, which which a lot of people would poo poo. And I'm sure you probably get hate. Like, why are you doing that? But I love that you'll stand by and say, yeah, I'm doing it because they have a massive audience. And if I can get through to somebody on there to make them think differently, it's worth it. Absolutely. I think that's really important because, you know, whatever your political persuasion, I'm, I'm a Democrat. Fox News consistently has like the highest rate of primetime numbers, whether we like it or not. So I don't necessarily, I mean, I go on CNN, I go on MSNBC, but sometimes it's like I'm preaching to the choir. The people on these shows have my same ideologies, right? It's me going on Fox News and telling someone, no, what you're saying is wrong and this is why it's wrong. They need to hear that. Their audience needs to hear that. They don't need to hear people pacifying them and saying, no, it's okay for you to be xenophobic. Actually, it's not okay for you to be xenophobic. I'm Nigerian and let me tell you how xenophobia has personally impacted me and my family. So those ma- those moments, those teaching moments are what matter to me the most. Do you get every time you go on, do people come on Twitter and are like, why are you doing this? Yes, before I even open my mouth. I knew like, it. I'm like, what do you mean? I knew you were going to get so much <laughs> shit for that. Okay, I got just a lightning round of questions because you're, you're so much fun and it's it's awesome to have you on the show. Um, how, okay, has Eddie become friends with any of the other husbands? The husbands are such a great element of this show because uh, they always, of course, make the husbands out to be like the voices of reason, which, you know, it's like, yeah. okay. But, you know, so any, who's Eddie close with? Has he gained any friendships? Yeah, he likes, I think all the men, well, I'm not going to say that. Ooh, that wouldn't be true. But for the most part, for the most part, the men are pretty level-headed and they like each other, like him and Chris Bassett. You know, they have a great relationship. He also likes Ray Huger. So it's 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 good. Like they, they, they work well. He likes Juan. He likes all of the guys, to be quite honest. Um, and it, it works pretty well. Are you, you know, worried? Are you concerned about Michael Darby, though, having a crush on him and be kind of becoming obsessed? No, <laughs> it just solidifies the fact that my husband is a sexy piece of chocolate. Yes. Because, uh, Michael Darby has good taste. <laughs> 
By the way, do you think we're going to see a Juan Dixon bachelor party in Vegas with all the guys this season? That would be so great. You know, it's just COVID is really raining on the parade. But if not this season, I would hope that they get to do something next season just to see when uh, Michael made that little comment. He laughed with his glass. He's like, <laughs> I love that. That's like, I mean, I want to see all these guys. I want to see Michael Darby, Juan Dixon, Unleashed, your husband in Vegas. I mean, it'll be like the hangover, you know, four. I mean, it'll just be crazy. That would be so funny. Oh, my gosh. Ashley Darby just gave birth to her baby boy. Have, have you talked to her? Uh, have any of the women talked to her? Any? How is she doing? Do we know? I actually talked to her yesterday. Um, when I knew, when I heard she was in labor, I reached out to her and I just told her, you know, you got this mama, you, you know, I think that's really important. After having babies, it's like when you go through labor, you get this strength that you have never had in your life. It's like, it comes from nowhere. And so I was just tapping into that for her um, and let her know that she she got this, like you, you got this, you, you're strong and you are going to birth a strong baby. And she responded. She said, thank you and, and all that stuff. So I'm so happy for her. Oh, my God. I know. Well, I'm six weeks away from having my first child. So <laughs> I, I love that. And it's funny. It's like universe giving you signs. But you're the second woman that's told me that. Like once you go through childbirth, it's like this renewed, I don't know, power oh. or something about yourself. Oh my God. It's this renewed power. And I will talk to you, let's say eight weeks from now, I'll just reach out and you will now understand whenever you read those stories that let's say hypothetically, not hypothetically, but you've read stories where a mom saw her child trapped under a car and she was able to lift the car up. You may not uh, be able to understand it now, but once you give birth, you will say, I totally get it. Like it, it just comes out of nowhere. You know, it's just like, I, I'm getting chills talking about it because oh. I don't know how to explain it. Like it just comes out of nowhere and then it, it, it goes down a little bit, but a part of it stays with you and you feel it. It's, it's so weird. It's so beautiful though. Oh my God. I can't wait. I, I, I Yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm a little scared and nervous, but I'm like, okay. Millions- As you should be. But it's it's gonna be fine. Trust me. It, watch what happens. Like your body is going. You're going to realize the power of your body. Oh, I can't wait. Um. Okay. Last question. I guess you may or may not be able to comment on this, but I do hear that we have a new housewife in season six. Mia. Oh, <laughs> Can we say anything about Mia? She apparently owns a bunch of chiropractic offices all around the DMV area. Really. <laughs> Are we going to have to just watch and find out? Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard she's allegedly friends with, uh, she's gorgeous. I'm, I'm curious to see if this is true. And I hear she's friends with Candace. We'll see. I don't know. Ooh. Wendy, I am, you know, I'm praying for you because Candace, she's got to have someone to come for this year. So I don't know. You know, <laughs> get a helmet and hide yourself at those wineries because she's um, coming for someone. Yes. Ooh, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay, Wendy, we know you have four fabulous degrees. We're going to be sending you uh, a degree here. It's from the University of the Sarah Fraser Show. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's going to be my favorite one. Oh, it's written in a Sharpie. I love it. We hereby certify Wendy Osif from PhD, Doctor of Housewives and Real Shit, March 3rd. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. I am now 
five. Isn't this how many like rings like Michael Jordan has and now? Yeah, say, like, you get five, five championships. And look, no debt with mine. You know, people should Hello? go to my university. Hello? Free of charge. <laughs> Biden, take note. <laughs> I'm, I'm so honored you would come on. First time on the show. I can't wait to have you back uh, when this next season airs. And I can't wait to talk to you offline, too, about being a mama. Because you, you know, I know it's not easy, but you guys just, you radiate a beautiful family. And your boys are so sweet. I'm having a boy. And those little guys... <laughs> Your little guys look so darn cute and just, yeah, they, and they seem like they're best buddies. Best, be, oh my gosh, besties, they are best friends, they fight the most, but if you say something about one of them, they will jump on you. I'm like, but I thought you guys were arguing. It doesn't matter. They're like thick as I, I love, love that. Okay, Wendy, we can't wait to see you. Housewives of Potomac. Love you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>